Are you a homeschooler and a military spouse? Homeschooling can be tough and military life challenging. The Military Homeschool Podcast is the perfect tool to add to your arsenal as you navigate life as a military homeschooler. Join Crystal and her guests each week as they bring relevant information to equip you, stories to encourage you, and content to inspire you. You don't have to go it alone. Tune in to the Military Homeschool Podcast and be energized in your military homeschooling journey. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com and here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today I'm going to talk about building relationships with your kids. This is episode 487 and you can find today's show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Well, as our children grow older, building relationships can be the last thing on your list, but it is important as our children age that we grow in our relationships with them. When they're little, they look up to us, they want to be like mommy and daddy, and it's totally different than as they get older. So, I mean, it's great to start with the foundation when your children are younger, But what I'm going to share with you today can be used with any age group. And I want to tell you about some of my products. If you go to MediaAngels.com, you'll find books geared on all sorts of um, subjects. But this one in particular that we're talking about today um, is an ebook that I have called Secret Code Time. And it talks about how to create an unbreakable bond between parent and child. There are other books that you'll want to check out, including One More Child and A Few Minutes with God, as well as curricula designed for homeschool families. Again, you can go to MediaAngels.com to find those books. Well, as a parent, we have an idea of how we want our family to look, and yet reaching this goal can be super challenging. First, we have to factor in our parenting style. And then we have to look at our children and their personalities. And by the time you do the math, we are filled with families that are broken and there are strained marriages and relationships. But this doesn't have to happen. And the simple first line of defense is a united front between mom and dad. Now, I'm going to have to tell you that my husband and I had totally different parenting styles. We both came from fairly strict upbringing, but, um, you know, whereas my parents um, really ruled in a different way, I knew underlying that, you know, there was a lot of love and affection and hugging and stuff like that, whereas my husband's family um, loved him, obviously, they had five children and, and they were a great family, but they parented in a different way that was... Um, you know, really called out a lot of, um, you know, negativity. So instead of, 
you know, encouraging. There was the only time there was discussion was when there was a correction to some sort of behavior. And the kids were all afraid to mess up. And even my sister-in-law told me that, that when, um, you know, someone else got in trouble, they were just so thankful it wasn't them that time. And they just sat there quietly. So there was a different type of parenting style. So when we got married, you know, you talked about things like, you know, where you want to live and what you're going to do and if you're going to buy a house and, you know, if you're going to have kids, but you don't ever really talk about, well, what's your parenting style? It's not something you discuss, you know, over, um, you know, dinner when you're dating someone. So when you get married, that's something you figure out, right? And so mine was a little bit on the more, you know, stricter side. I expected my kids to listen, whereas my husband was more on the you know, wanting to be the fun dad and do things with his kids and, you know, kind of, um, you know, opposite of me. So that ended up causing friction between us and how we parented. Good news is we're still married after 43 years, five children, and, um, you know, eight grandchildren. So that's the good news. But one of the keys to any kind of relationship, whether you're building it with your children or your spouse, and that's the next podcast, you have to have an open line of communication. And you have to be careful on how you use your words. Sometimes we can hurt the people we love the most. Isn't that correct? So one of the things um, that we did talk about and agree about, agree on before we got married was that we would have an open line of communication and we would not be um, critical of each other. So in other words, there was none of this. And even with our kids, we never did the, you know, I hate you or I can't believe you did this or, you know stuff like that, it was more like, we're going to talk about this situation, or we are going to address the issue. It wasn't what I call character assassination, where you are attacking that person's character, rather than what they did that was upsetting. And long ago, I read a parenting book. And one of the points in this book taught that when a child is at ease and reassured, um, and that the parents love each other and get along, they are um, easier to parent. You know, you, it's easier for you to parent this child. And the rationale was that, you know, if a child is upset with constant bickering between you and your husband, or a child is unsure and needs to be reassured, you know, those are the children that you have trouble putting to bed at night, or that seem to be awfully whining, or, you know, or clingy and, and stuff like that. So um, that was interesting. So my husband and I would sit down when he got home from work. And, um, you know, he owned a construction company. And, you know, he wasn't always, you know, super clean when he got home full of sawdust. And so like, we would sit like on lawn chairs outside while the kids played, and we kind of let them know, look, Daddy and I are talking. We've got to have this time alone. Um, you know, we're, we're here with you guys, but you can't interrupt. And if they interrupted, you know, we would just say, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to wait or you can, you know, sit here and just wait till we're done. And so our kids got to see that we were spending some time together and that we were a united front. And we really worked hard at that. And our children were, you know, had a, a specific bedtime and we, you know, continued to do things like that together together. 
And I think that's part of the equation. The kids want to be reassured. They want to have parents that get along. And, um, you know, like I said, in the next podcast, I'm going to address relationships with our spouses. But any relationship, whether it's with your spouse or your child, it takes two people. And it takes two people who care about each other. In a family, we take for granted in a way um, that, you know, we are always together. And if you homeschool, it's 24-7. So sometimes that whole, you know, saying familiarity breeds contempt uh, really should not be taken literally. But we take each other for granted and we shouldn't do that. We would never, in some cases, act the way we do with a stranger as the way we act with each other. And think about that. We have a chance each and every day to have a do-over, a chance to build a lasting relationship with our children and an unbreakable bond. And it begins with caring. So how do we do this? Well, it begins with you, mom, or you, dad. And a long time ago, again, I attended a parenting course, and I was told that I had to get my act together and work on myself before I could work on my child's attitudes. I'm going to tell you, this did not sit well with the 28-year-old me. You know, I paid money to be told what I needed to do to fix my kids, and instead they were telling me I needed to fix myself. And like I said, part of, of our early parenting was that my husband and I were not on the same page when it came to discipline. But the good news is this podcast is free. And while I'm not going to tell you you have to fix yourself, I am going to tell you that, you know, if I lose my temper and I'm upset, the entire family is going to be upset. Um, on my other podcast, I have a podcast called A Few Minutes with God podcast, and you can look that up on our sister network at the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I have an episode that I did on combating anger, and I was going to do a podcast on miracles because something amazing happened um, in the life of a really close friend of mine, and I was going to share that with her permission on my podcast. But before I could share that, I ended up losing it with one of my older children. And so I felt like, gosh, you know, I need to talk about that and address that, you know, issue and how we handle anger and how we should handle anger because um, we don't always handle it well. So, um, you know, I, I want to really encourage you, mom and dad, that we are, and we, and I'm include, including myself here, we are a special force in a home. And we often put ourselves last, and rightly so, because we have little kids and they need us. And, you know, we have to, you know, do all these things. And, and my gosh, you know, if we don't get food on the table, nobody's going to eat. And then the laundry has to be done. And then, oh, gosh, we have to go shopping. And then somebody has to go to the, you know, on air, you know, errands and doctor's appointments. So sure, there's a ton of things going on in our lives. And then let's throw in homeschooling. Why don't we? So while all this is going on, we are just really operating on fumes. And, um, and I used to hear things about, you know, you need to think about yourself and you're important. And um, my new pet peeve is, you know, live your best life. No, I think I want to live my worst life. Of course, we're living our best life. You know, it makes it sound so selfish to me. But I understand what they're saying. And basically, what they're saying is, we need to fill ourselves up because if we don't, you know, we cannot pour into others. 
if we're not filled with love, and for me, that's the Christian perspective of being filled with the love of God. If I'm filled with the love of God, and I spend a few times in the morning in prayer, it changed my entire day. Now, I don't know what that is for you. Each person is different. So whatever that is that you can fill yourself up with that first few minutes, you know, in the morning before you rush into the day, if you have little ones, that may mean setting the alarm early. If you're up with little ones at night, you're going to be exhausted. And it may just be a quick, you know, Lord, help me prayer. I don't know. But whatever that is, allow yourself a little bit of time to fill up. Um, You know, for me too, when the kids were really little, I sometimes had to take a nap when they took a nap. Yeah, that meant that, you know, all of the things I wanted to do when the kids were sleeping didn't get done. But my husband was understanding. And so you kind of need, you know, that our expectations sometimes have to be lowered. And that's really hard for you moms out there who are perfectionists. Or for me, while not a perfectionist, I thrive on getting things done. So when I don't get things done, I'm very upset. When I do get things done, it makes me happy. So, you know, we have to work within um, our expectations. And when you have little ones, you may need to lower those expectations. And I believe me, I know it's easier said than done. But just think about that. And again, you know, take the time to pray in the morning, even if it's something like, you know, Jesus help me with today. Make sure you have some downtime after lunch. The kids can do a quiet activity and you can do that time to do something fun, whatever that is for you. Oh, as a warning, um, unless social media makes you happy, you know, um, unless it picks you up instead of bringing you down, which it's sometimes it's a downer for me and I stay off of it. Um, but if that helps you and that's your little bit of downtime to connect with some friends, you know, do that. Set a timer and, you know, just have a little bit of time where you can just relax. Be sure you have a friend or a confidant, you know, if not your spouse, uh, somebody, you know, who is, um, you know, a, a homeschool friend or someone from church or someone that you can confide in. We have a wonderful homeschool podcast um, family group on Facebook. And, you know, it is so underutilized. There are so many of our podcasters that are in that group who are, you know, have large families, some have smaller families. um, And most of us have homeschooled, you know, our entire lives. Um, Some of us are still homeschooling, some of us are what I call homeschool graduates, but we have such a wealth of information and help in that group. And so that's a wonderful place to come um, if you need to, you know, share a need and, um, you know, we'll help you with that. Building relationships with your kids begins with taking the time at some point to listen without judgment and recrimination, allowing the child to understand that mom and dad is a safe place to come and a listening ear. My husband told my kids one time, home is where you need to feel safe. And this is where you come when you have something you need to talk about. And our kids did that. We can't always, you know, stop in the middle of our busy family activities and listen, and especially um, you know, I hear, I see this more because it's I'm a third person on the outside. Like I notice it with my grandchildren that, you know, one or two of them just wanted mom's attention and they, you know, they have things to tell her. And she is, 
Um, this is my daughter's expecting her ninth. She is truly a saint. Like I watch her and sometimes I am thinking there is no way I would have the patience to do that. But she'll sit there and listen as one complains about another one. And she goes, so, you know, are, are you hurt? And she, he would say, well, not really. And she'd say, okay. And he would say, okay. And then just go off because he just wanted to tell his mother that someone pushed him or, you know, whatever happened. Um, and then, you know, sometimes she needed to take care of an issue or, um, you know, another child had something else to say. And like I said, I think God gives you the grace that you need at that time uh, when you have to be that listening ear, especially for specific children that want to, you know, to talk to you about certain things. And like I said, we can't always do that, but it is important that we spend time with each child at least one time a week. This is doable. You can go someplace, you know, even if it's in your backyard or the front yard or, you know, sitting at the breakfast table and the other kids are in another room doing something or watching a show or something, you know, nothing is impossible. And I am always amazed that people make time for the things they want to do. But, you know, you could go um, take them somewhere if you have that ability to a park or you know, fast food for a milkshake or something to drink. Or like I said, even in the backyard and the other kids are going to know it's their turn in a little bit and not to interrupt. And you can use this time to do the following. First, establish that this is time for mom and dad, and that's it. Um, uh, or it's time for mom and the child, because, you know, obviously we're working with relationships with your kids. It's a special time and explain to your children that you are always there for them and you want them to understand that it's a safe time to talk without getting into trouble or a lecture. Now, there's going to be a time later where you may want to discuss an issue and I'll explain that in a minute. But right now, it's just your time to listen and your time to ask questions. And if your child's not saying much, you know, once you set, set these parameters, the next time will be easier. Um, but, you know, for my children, especially my youngest, he kept saying, well, why can't Ann come or why can't Nick come? And I used a time when they were, the other two were playing sports and we went to drop them off to where they were playing um, basketball and we went across the street and we just had, you know, my son got like a Sunday and I got a nice tea and we just sat there. And I just said, you know, this is our time to talk. And he was just like kind of blown away that just the two of us. And then he kind of got into it like the next couple of times because, you know, mom, this is really cool. It's just you and me, isn't it? And I said, yeah, you know, we talked about different things. And so, you know, he was my youngest of five children. And I treasure that time because this young man is now in the army. And so, you know, um, we, we, don't realize how quickly time goes by, especially we're in, in the midst of it. So, um, you know, it's, it's something we will always treasure. Second, this is a time to discuss something that's on the children's mind, a concern or just time to chat. You can say things like, you know, what is the favorite thing you did this week? Or did you read a book that you liked? Or what did you like about this movie? Or what's your favorite food to eat? I mean, you can just talk, you know, they're, they're kids, they have all kinds of interests that you can talk to them about. And then the third is you as a parent sits there, listens and encourages, but tries to sit back and allow the child to talk. 
you know, we can sit quietly and enjoy the quiet. If a child's not forthcoming, one of my friends said she would take her son to lunch and he would just say, mom, can we just eat? And once we're done eating, we can talk. And she was fine with that. You know, you let the kids set their parameter. The fourth is, you know, you can set up a special word that indicates that the child wants to talk to you about something important. And you can let them set that word, you know, whatever that is. The book Secret Code Time was based on that, that for them, that secret code was, um, you know, their their area code, actually. So, you know, my kids, you know, would just say, I need to talk to you because they didn't want to do any secret codes. But that's okay, because that was our code for we need to talk. And then the fifth is to make this a routine. And these are all on my show notes on um, my Vintage Homeschool Moms podcast. So if you go to episode 487, Building Relationships with Your Kids, you'll see today's show notes. So you make a routine of it and you keep this time as a child parent date. Mom can do it with a child. Dad can do it. You know, and this is just a, a, a very easy way to build a bond. And it's loosely based on the book I published by Sky McNeil and Paula Stevenson called Secret Code Time. You know, I was taken in by the author and her daughter and their relationship. And at that point in time, I was having trouble with one of my children who didn't want to tell me anything. And I was really concerned that as he grew older, he wouldn't turn to his dad and I with a problem, but would, you know, kind of, he was, he was on the quieter side. And this technique really opened him up and allowed him to talk to us about his concerns and his needs. And, you know, that's something we need to think about. When was the last time your child came to you to snuggle or give you a hug? And if you have a large family, like my daughter says, you know, sometimes this is overwhelming, especially if everybody wants to talk to you at the same time, right? But, you know, there are times, like I said, you can, it's once a week, you can make it work. You know, maybe it can be at bedtime, you know, we had a lot of routines. And I think that really helps with relationships. When you have routines, and the kids know what to expect. Um, our kids need to feel cared for, they need to know that mom and dad are there for them. Our routines were, you know, getting into pajamas, saying prayers, um, each one of us, my husband and myself, would individually bless our children um, before they went to bed with a short prayer. And, you know, it was our time to pour love into their lives. And especially when we're feeling overwhelmed, that feeling sometimes passes on to them. At night, my husband would sit with the kids, especially as I got older. For me, I was done at, you know, like I always say that at like four o'clock, I started, you know, sundowning or whatever that's called. Um, even when I was in my 20s, I just was tired in the evening because of going all day. So that was his time to sit with each of the kids and talk to them. The idea is that we're creating a relationship with our children where they know that the home is a safe place. Does this mean there's never discipline involved? And this is what I was talking about that I was going to talk to you later. Of course, there's going to be discipline. Let's say our special time is filled with situations we want to correct or discipline immediately. And what should we do? We can tell our child that this is a time that you're just going to listen and you're going to pray about the situation and just say, you know, later I may want to talk to you about some of these things. If this, if it's serious and you need to correct the, you know, correct the behavior, that is something you're going to have to take. 
um, you know, and do. And for example, let's say that a child uh, says, you know, I got on some websites that I really didn't want to get on and it was an accident and I just really feel terrible about it. So one of the things we want to do is find out what the root cause is. How did it happen? Was it unsupervised time online? Um, you know, was there, you know, safeguards that were avoided? I mean, kids today are more tech savvy than parents. And so what I always tell parents is, you know, get on YouTube and find out how you can set some parameters because, um, there are so many things like Covenant Eyes. If you have an issue like that, that's a great software and program to put on your computers. Um, my husband and I do um, premarital counseling at our church, and some of the guys struggle, um, you know, with past addictions online. And so that's what we tell them uh, to get because that's something that can be monitored by both of you. And so you can do that with your children as well. And you can also pray with your children and explain that you care about them and their well-being. Um, you know, a friend of mine shared that her son had fallen into a bad habit online, and he told her he wished he had never seen anything uh, like what he had seen online. And so she prayed with her son, and she explained to him that she was happy that he came to her, and then she immediately set about putting safeguards on her computer. But that's not the time, you know, with this secret code time or this quiet time or this special time with your child is not the time to rant and rave and pitch a fit. It's just a time to listen. And if you do that, they're going to come to you with those hard issues. You know, my son um, was, he and my daughter were taking uh, classes at the college under dual enrollment when they were homeschooling. And my son had to get, um, call me because they were supposed to get on a website on their phones to research something for their class. And he couldn't get on any websites because I had a passcode on his phone to um, not allow that. So I had to tell him what it was. And then when he came home, he just handed me his phone because he knew I was going to put another one on there. And this gave him a sense of comfort that I cared. It wasn't like, you know, oh, she doesn't let me do anything. And I'm so embarrassed, you know, because I had to tell the professor that I had to get this unlocked, you know, call my mommy and so forth. But they didn't, he didn't feel like that because we had already set that, that parameter and, you know, um, and he knew I was there for them. I mean, now he's um, in the military. He's uh, getting the Ranger tab. He's an officer in the army. And he's texting me every day and telling me what his next thing is and to, what to pray for. And I feel, you know, such a part of his life, especially when the next morning, you know, I'll get a text telling me that he passed a certain section um, of his program. And I, it makes me so happy that I'm still part of his life, even though he's an adult. And that's what we want. We want to put in that work when they're younger so that we have that bond with our kids, not that we want to be in their lives or, you know, stick our nose into every little thing and micromanage them, but just allow them to know that we're there for them. You know, truly, that's the best we can ask for as parents is that our kids come to us with their problems or their concerns. And we don't need to be rash when we discipline. I have a several podcasts that I did. I'll have to find those links and see if I can put them um, in, in the show notes here. But you can always look for a topic on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, which is a great thing. But I remember a podcast I did on discipline. And 
I had the same son I lost my temper with the other day, um, or a couple weeks ago. Um, he was the one I had the most difficulty with, uh, very, very bound and determined to do things, you know, his way that were not always, you know, the right way or godly or whatever. And so I remember telling him at one point when I was just so frustrated, I said, you know, I don't know what your discipline is going to be, but it's going to be something and I'm going to pray about it. And he kind of scoffed at it, um, me saying that. And um, what I got from the Lord when I prayed was take his car keys. And I thought that's, you know, interesting. I mean, the rest of us used to hang our car keys up in our laundry room in case anyone needed to move a car, you know, they were there, but he never put his there. And so I said to him, um, you know, I really prayed about it and, you know, he just kind of rolled his eyes and I said, and I really feel like you need to put your car keys in the laundry room. He was so upset. He couldn't believe I was asking that of him. And I said, where are everyone else's keys? And he said, in the laundry room. And I said, that's what you need to do. I said, until this behavior can change and we'll, we'll talk about it and discuss it from then on. And then he'd put his keys and, you know, on the counter in the kitchen or somewhere else. And that was his roundabout way of, you know, I'm listening, but not really. And so I just had to be patient and say, just go put your keys in the laundry room. Same with the, my youngest, who always would leave his towel on the floor in the bathroom. Do you have one of those after a shower? And I would just say, I'll just pick it up because I don't want to get him out of bed. And so finally, I just said a little prayer and, and, um, you know, I felt like, well, no, if you keep picking it up, he'll keep doing this. It only took him getting out of bed two different evenings and hanging up his towel for him to never forget to hang his towel again. So we can do that. We can pray, we can think about it, and we can just see what idea pops in your head because I feel like, you know, the Lord knows what we're going through. And so, you know, that's, um, you know, something that we get help with, you know, without even having to scour the internet. You know, depending on your child's age, you can begin small with little things, encouraging them, um, telling your child you're there for them, but also letting them know what to expect. And that goes a long way to building a lasting relationship. You know, do I have a perfect relationship with each one of my children? No, I don't. But I work at it and they work at it too. Being available and knowing and they know that I'm here for them helps. When I was in the midst of my homeschooling, my children, I was with them from the moment they woke up till bedtime. So like I said earlier, at night I was drained and that was my time to relax in a hot tub while my husband took over hanging out. So whatever that is, you know, if you can have a few minutes to yourself, if you like to read, um, you know, I wouldn't even allow myself to read when I was homeschooling because... I had, um, you know, I would get sucked into a book. And so I had no time. So I would do other things that I enjoyed doing. And that really went a long way to filling me up so I could pour into them. And lastly, our children need to know we love them and we care about them and we will always be there for them. And if you can do that, you will dramatically improve your relationship with your child. Well, friends, I hope this helped you in some way. Please leave me a note on our post on uh, VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, episode 487, Building Relationships with Your Children. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and let them know about Vintage Homeschool Moms as well as this podcast network. 
Take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the Information in a Nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.